Well, hello out there. How in the world are you? Um, it's winter time here in Scotland. The wind is absolutely howling. It's cold. It's been raining like mad for days. Uh, it's not snowing. That's good. And it's not raining today. So yay. Well, actually it is now. It's just started sprinkling a few minutes ago, but the sun has been nowhere around and I don't even know if it's going to be out in the next a few days at all. It is just really grim. But like I said, at least it's not snow. Um, I mean, they had some thunder snow storms in southern Scotland over the weekend, but not here. Just wind and rain. Anyway, you're listening to Mystery, Magic, and the Supernatural. That's MMS for short. I'm Sam Burton. I'm your host. And I thank you for the from the bottom of my heart for tuning in here. I can't believe uh, how honored I am that with all the choices that you've got for podcasts, that you've taken time to spend some minutes here with me. So thank you very much. While I'm at it, please do me some favors. First, like the show. Mark it as a favorite wherever you listen on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever. Subscribe. Alternatively, you could do what loads of people are doing and subscribe via my blog, sambertonpresents.com. I am amazed at how many people are subscribing there. I, I guess I'd never really thought much about it in the beginning, but because I've told you already that that surprises me really because the majority of posts on my blog are about weight loss particularly my weight loss using the ketogenic diet. But I post links to this show every time a new episode comes out. So thank you to everybody who's listened, everybody who subscribed, and especially everybody who subscribed to my blog uh, to read about my weight loss and to uh, get notification of this podcast. You guys rock. Please tell your friends about it. Post the link. It helps get the word out. It helps us to spread the message. It helps us to build a family together. I can't do it without your help. So please pitch in and help me out there, okay? I think that takes care of the business end of things. So let's get on with today's episode. This week, we're looking at part two of A Paranormal Christmas. Last week's episode was part one. If you haven't yet, I encourage you to listen to it. Uh, that, that first episode. It'll be a totally different look at the nativity, at the birth of Jesus, than you've probably ever thought of. But today I want to look at the last part of that story. This one is in Matthew chapter 2. For those of you who don't know, Matthew was one of the 12 top followers of Jesus. These are the guys that he named apostles. Uh, he was a tax collector. He lived in Galilee, which was the same part of the country where Jesus grew up. So Matthew had access to everybody who knew Jesus, and he could easily research the events surrounding Jesus' birth. Now, Matthew wrote the first book about Jesus that we have. In the Bible, we call it the Gospel of Matthew. And the Gospel simply means the good news. It's the first book in the New Testament. If you don't know anything about the Bible and yet you want to read what Matthew has to say, just use the table of contents. It'll get you there, okay? But first of all, 
Most people don't get our understanding of the nativity of the birth of Jesus from the Bible at all. I mean, we know we 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 don't know where we get it, but I think you get it from Sunday school or from the old days school Christmas plays. You remember the ones where children wear, you know, bathrobes and towels on their heads, where angels have tinfoil wings and they got halos made out of coat hangers wrapped in tinsel. In those plays, you've got Mary, Joseph, the baby Jesus, the shepherds all at the stable, and last in are the three wise men. Why are there three? We fill in the blanks with the song. We three kings of Orient are. We know they brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We even know their names, or think we do, Melchior, Gaspar, and Balthazar. Did you know there's even a church in Cologne, Germany, where they're allegedly buried? But every bit of that is a myth. It's a fable, a fairy tale, except for the three gifts. First, the wise men did not come to the stable. According to Matthew, the wise men got to Bethlehem sometime after Jesus was born. I'm going to suggest it was about 50 days after Jesus was born. Because Luke tells us that 40 days after Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph took the baby to the temple to be dedicated. Eight days after Jesus was born, they had to offer a sacrifice for him, and they gave the gift that a poor family would give, two turtle doves. But they would have had much more after the wise men gave them their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So this would have happened before, um, you know, after those, I'm getting all confused, I'm sorry, uh, that the wise men would have come after the eight days after the 40 days dedication. Uh, so I'm saying it was about 50 days, give or take, after Jesus was born. Now Matthew tells us that Joseph took the child and ran for Egypt to escape the wrath of Herod the Great. So this event of the wise men happened sometime between Jesus' birth, well actually sometime between the time he was uh, dedicated and the time that Joseph ran to Egypt to get away from Herod. Matthew tells us that the family was in a house when the wise men came. So, you know, we put those stories together and we can kind of get around that date. Sometime between 41 and 50 days is probably the best guess. Now, as we talk about those things and try to figure out those numbers, trying to put two and two together to come up with four. We're not anywhere close to the paranormal stuff yet, but all this mythological stuff and the way it messes with the story is weird. So I'm trying to straighten out the events so that you can understand the historical events, so you can understand the historical nature of the birth of Jesus. Anyway, we don't know how many wise men there were. The Bible doesn't say. Those names uh, Gaspar, Melchior, and Balthazar began being used in the 8th century in a Latin text. Not before. Before then, we had not heard of their names. It was made up. So the odds are against those names being correct. All we know is that a group of wise men came from the East. I know that the song says they were kings. 
but the Bible calls them magi. That word has a number of different meanings wherever you were in the east of the Roman Empire, but never did it mean kings. The primary group of magi were heirs of a group of wise counselors of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. That's around 600 BC uh, and then a, a little bit later than that. The most famous of the Magi you would know of as Daniel, as in Daniel and the lion's den. But over the 600 years since Daniel's day and several kingdoms had come and gone since then, but the Magi were still around. They were intellectuals and they were specialists in spirituality and the paranormal. Some people call them astrologers, but I think it was much more than that. They're astronomers. It's just that they were before telescopes. These guys studied prophecies. They studied religious texts. They were specialists in the paranormal. These guys were the forerunners of today's cryptid hunters and ufologists. Now, as for them being buried in Cologne, Germany, that would be pretty odd. I mean, they come from uh, Babylon. I think it's pretty much a big time myth to think that they're buried in Cologne, Germany. But you do your own homework to come to your conclusion. Anyway, these wise men say they saw the king of the Jews star in the east. And this is where things move into the paranormal. They saw a strange light in the night sky and they knew it was related to the birth of the Jewish Savior. But there is nothing about that in the Old Testament. There's nothing in the Old Testament about a star, nothing about a comet, nothing about a sign in the night sky. But somewhere along the way, these paranormal investigators from the East saw a strange light and followed it because they knew it would lead them to the king of the Jews. What was that star? All my life, people have asked that question. I've heard all kinds of ideas postulated. Even now, we're hearing, we're told of a configuration that's gonna appear sometime in the sky around December 21st, and people ask, could that be it? Now, I'm gonna say, no, it's not it, because chances are, Jesus was born more like in October. It's not a nighttime winter sky, but that's way beyond this topic, so we're not gonna get into that. It's an event that cannot be explained scientifically. It's not a regular event. It's not an ordinary star. The wise men called it his star. This star, this light in the night sky, was a truly paranormal event. It cannot be explained naturally. But that shouldn't bother listeners to this podcast because most of you are aware that according to the experts, Bigfoot, Dogman, UFOs and the like don't exist either. But we've heard thousands of eyewitnesses tell their stories and we choose to believe those eyewitnesses. I have no idea what the star was. I know it took wise men from Babylon to Bethlehem and straight to the house where Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were staying. 
There is no logical explanation for it, but it happened. And they gave Jesus gifts, grand gifts, expensive gifts, gifts fit for a king. They were coming in search of a king. And for what it's worth, I believe these gifts changed the lives of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. These weren't like little jars of perfume and a, and a few gold coins. These were treasures. I believe that these gifts gave Jesus a comfortable life. I believe it paid for them to run to Egypt and live. I believe that these gifts uh, provided them the funds to move back to Nazareth. Mary, the Bible tells us, was one of the people who financially supported Jesus' ministry. I believe she did that through these gifts that were given to him by the wise men. But these wise men had promised Herod that they would tell him where the child was. He didn't know. He had, asked, he had called together all the scribes and he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem, but he didn't know exactly where. Now they had promised Herod that they would tell him where the child was. But the Bible says that they were warned in a dream not to do so. Therefore, they returned home. They went back to Babylon by a different route. Now, we talked about last week how God had spoken to Joseph in a dream. These wise men apparently had the same dream as each other on the same night. They took it as a divine signal and they skipped town. Another paranormal event. Now Herod found out that he'd been tricked and decided to kill every baby under two years of age in Bethlehem to make sure that this king of the Jews was wiped out. First of all, Herod was known as the king of the Jews. There was no way he was going to live with somebody else having that title. He was always egocentric. Herod was always driven. But now as he nears his death, he's gone completely mad. We know that in his life he had at least three of his sons, one wife, and a father-in-law executed because he was jealous of them and feared that they would take his throne. Now, I don't want to make too little of his death sentence uh, on the children. I, I think that this was a bad deal. But the good news is there wouldn't have been that many of them. It's not like hundreds of babies were executed. It's still a grotesque, abominable thing to do. There were probably in the neighborhood of 20 children killed as a result of this act of tyrannical jealousy. What a very bad man Herod was. And yet again, we see that Jesus escapes the plot because Joseph is warned in a dream, another paranormal event. So he takes Mary and the baby and runs for Egypt. Now, thousands of Jews lived in Egypt so they could easily live among the rest of the Jews and hide, and they were out of Herod's clutches completely. So let's look at all that we've looked at the last couple of weeks. We've got angels coming to Mary, angels talking to Joseph and the shepherds. We've got the army of heaven appearing to the angels. We've got this mysterious phenomenon in the sky and the wise men coming from uh, Babylon, and they're also warned in a dream to escape. Uh, the birth of Jesus is just one paranormal event after another. But the most paranormal thing in the whole story is who the child was. 
The New Testament tells us that this baby, this Jesus, was God in the flesh. In the Old Testament, 700 years before he was born, it says, the, the Bible says his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. God came to save the human race. He became a human. He died on a cross. He rose again. He ascended back into heaven and he's coming back. Wow. Think about it. This is the most paranormal story you will ever read. The most paranormal set of events you will ever encounter. So take that, dog man. Anyway, you all have yourself a paranormally great Christmas. Because unto us a child is born. Wow. Now that's all I've got for this week. Have a good one. I'll see you next time. But for now, I'm out.